Welcome to the TSO Podcast. I'm Kathleen Kajioka from the New Classical FM. So it isn't as if I have you know, my tempo and my interpretation of a particular aria. It's what that particular singer will do that particular day. That was conductor Nicholas McEgan, who leads the TSO and handles Messiah this month. You'll hear more from him later in the show. But first, pianist Stuart Goodyear is no stranger to the TSO, and he returns on January 28th to perform Tchaikovsky's Piano Concerto No. 1. He joins us now. Stuart, welcome to the show. Great to um, talk to you again. Now, what do you love about playing Tchaikovsky's first piano concerto? Tchaikovsky's first piano concerto was introduced to me by LP when I was four years old, and um, I was such a Tchaikovsky fan, even from a young age, um, not only listening to the Nutcracker over and over, but every piece that I could um, get my hands on. So um, I was listening to symphonies, I was listening to the violin concerto, which inspired me to pick up the violin, and um, this piano concerto has been a favorite from the very beginning, so um, I always look forward to performing it. What are some of the big challenges of playing Tchaikovsky's first piano concerto? I guess with every concerto, it poses um, a different challenge. With the um, Tchaikovsky, it's just being in tune with um, Tchaikovsky's innovation and always keeping it very new, very fresh, and always surprising. And I think a lot of it just has to do with being in tune with the audience, being in tune with um, what is going on with um, the orchestra, the give and take, there's a lot of balletic elements, there are operatic elements, and it's really a dance with the soloist and the orchestra. What is it that you love the most about this particular piece? Is it that, that big array of contrasts, or what is it that has always appealed to you so much, even from when you were a kid? It's everything. The uh, first movement, first of all, it begins with this D-flat major theme that probably comes back in different guises, but not in your face like um, the first two minutes. And I don't think there's any um, concerto that starts that way. And then finally we get to the um, first theme proper, which is a very jerky, jocular, scherzo-like theme inspired by a Ukrainian folk song, if I'm not mistaken. And then we get to the clarinets that have this sighing, tender um, statement, and it feels like it's a um, symphony of contrast, and that's, that's what always inspires me. And from the epic closing of the first movement, you get this very intimate nocturnal second movement with almost fluttering butterflies that are happening in the middle section, and then you have this very rustic third movement, it just keeps you guessing, and by the end, the listener is pumped. Mm -hmm. Stuart, you mentioned uh, as a child growing up becoming fascinated with Tchaikovsky on an old LP. As now an adult and a a seasoned professional pianist, are you still as enamored with Tchaikovsky, even outside of the piano music? Are you... Are you excited to hear um, Tchaikovsky's symphonies? Well, more than ever before, because as, as a composer, I am just thrilled by what Tchaikovsky comes up with. Mm. My love for every Tchaikovsky piece has never died. It's just stronger than ever. It is enchanting. It is dramatic. It is personal. It is intimate. It is epic scale. It is really everything in um, Tchaikovsky's personal way. Now, you grew up in Toronto and now you perform all over the world. What is it like for you to come back and play in Toronto and uh, with the TSO? It's simply just coming home. I feel like every time I perform 
for Toronto audiences and performing for family and friends. I think with um, both Kerner Hall and Roy Thompson Hall, it almost feels like a living room space because it has this um, it has this intimacy. I feel the intimacy with uh, with um, Toronto audiences, and it's um, yeah, it's um, it's always a pleasure coming back here. What are some of your best memories of playing with the TSO? My first memory with the TSO was I was 12 years old when I won the Toronto Symphony um, competition, and I performed Mozart with them. As a child, every Saturday, I was always excited because that meant dressing up in my best suit and hearing the Toronto Symphony perform on um, on a subscription concert. So um, Toronto Symphony has been a part of my life um, all my life. That's a beautiful thing. We're so happy to continue that relationship with you, Stuart. Thank you so much for talking with us. Of course. That was pianist Stuart Goodyear. He performs Tchaikovsky's Piano Concerto No. 1 with the TSO on January 28th. You're listening to the TSO Podcast. Stay with us. Nicholas McGeegan is hailed as one of the finest Baroque conductors of his generation. He's been the music director of the Philharmonia Baroque Orchestra in San Francisco for over 30 years. Nicholas returns to Roy Thompson Hall this week to lead the TSO in five performances of Handel's Messiah. He joins us now to talk more about the piece. Nicholas, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Now, I don't know if you've ever counted, but how many times do you think you have conducted Messiah? I reckon it's about 130, something like that. Uh, I do about five, six, seven a year, and I've been doing them every year since, oh, let me see, 1986. So I reckon I'm up there somewhere, certainly over 100. So, Nicholas, we've had the pleasure of working a Messiah with you before, and as you've mentioned, you've obviously done it a fair bit with other orchestras. How do you find uh, it changes as you sort of travel around with your interpretation with different orchestras? Well, the interpretation is never the same, uh, is one thing. There's so many factors that change. For example, sometimes I'm doing it with period instruments, sometimes with modern instruments, and the soloists are always different, so they are providing their own... Things. So it isn't as if I have you know, my tempo and my interpretation of a particular aria. It's what that particular figure will do that particular day. Lots of things change, too. The size of the chorus changes greatly. And uh, sometimes I do it with cuts, sometimes I do it complete. Now, this won't, as Jeff mentioned, this won't be the first time that you will have conducted the TSO through Messiah. What are the particularities with that ensemble? Um, well, first of all, it's Roy Thompson Hall, which is great to work in. And then usually the chorus is quite large, which is great. In the past, I've also done the Mozart version, which is a very different piece from the original Handel. Now, with the chorus, actually, I'm curious if you could explain what changes if, with a small chorus versus a huge chorus. Well, the speeds, actually. It's the difference between driving a little sports car and driving a great big Bentley. <laughs> a little chorus, um, you can take things really fast if you want to. But if you've got the difference between, say, six sopranos and 60, is quite a big difference. Do you have any particular favorite moments in the piece that still really get you even 150 performances in? Oh, they change, they change. With a, a terrific chorus, you know, something like the Hallelujah Chorus gets me every time, I have to say. Mm-hmm. It, it really does. He was despised, you know, it's a wonderful, very, very sad aria. And I could remember years ago when we recorded it, 
we had, I think, 15 minutes left in a session. And Lorraine Hunt-Lieberson um, oh, yeah. recorded an alternative version of that, which was 11 minutes long. Um, and we did it in one take. Wow. She was an unbelievable singer. Oh, it was amazing. You could have heard a, you literally could have heard a pin drop. I mean, it was quite extraordinary. Wow. Amazing. I'm wondering uh, what you would say to audience members, even people who have heard Messiah many times, is there something that maybe they might not have noticed in the score, something new that you would love for audiences to listen for when they hear Messiah next? Um, I don't know if there's anything new. There's a lot of layers of the piece. One of the things that is brilliant, I think, is actually not in the music. It's actually Charles Jennings, who is the librettist, is how incredibly well each act of Messiah flows together. Jennings took the texts from the King James Bible and the Book of Common Prayer, and he chose the particular translations from the Hebrew and the Greek so that they would be the easiest ones to sing. And then the order in which he puts everything makes for the maximum sense of drama. Nicholas, it's such a pleasure to hear you talk about it and to hear your passion. 160 performances in. We're looking forward to five more with you here in Toronto. Can't wait. That was Nicholas McEgan. You can catch him leading the TSO and Handel's Masterpiece, which runs through December 23rd. That brings us to the end of this week's TSO podcast. Don't forget, let us know what you think of the show. Send an email to community at tso.ca or leave a note on our Facebook or Twitter pages. For more music and stories from the Toronto Symphony Orchestra, join us on Sunday night with the TSO. That's every Sunday at 8 p.m. on the new Classical FM. I'm Kathleen Kajioka. Join us next Monday for another episode of the TSO Podcast. <laughs>